Thanks for your company on the Jock and Journo podcast. It's Jay Clark, Braden Cox, and the captain of the Collingwood Football Club, Scott Pendlebury. He's pretending to be interested in this moment, but really he's got his phone set up in front of him. He's watching Game 7, Golden State versus Houston. I asked him pre-game, I said, who, who are you going for? Who's going to win this? Golden State. And what's the score? They're 11 points down, uh, what, eight minutes to go on the second. He's still back in the uh, Warriors, mate? Yeah, absolutely. They're yeah. third quarter specialists. It's a premiership quarter over there too for them. Is it? Yeah, they went bananas in game six. Now, you've come, you've come with a, a bit of stubble, as you usually do. You, you are the king of the, uh, the moustache in, in the AFL. Like, you shave and then two hours later, this, your moustache sort of I appears. I hope you're not about to compare this to some, someone else at the and, football club. And facial Please hair don't. has become a bit of an issue at the Collingwood Football Club because you, your coach is rocking with what, what I would say would be the worst beard in uh, sort of AFL coaching history. Would you say it's sort of patchy, it's multicoloured, and mine's yeah. horrific as well. So I just don't even go there. But you got to know your limits on the facial hair front. And yeah, well, I think Bucks Nathan put, Buckley's I think, made a mistake. I think Bucks put it out there on his weekly radio segment of why he's growing it, didn't he? No, I didn't did listen. He? Well, I think he did. So well, anyway, because we had an ongoing bet with the coaches, between mm-hmm. coaches and players, that if an opposition side kicked a goal on their Ford 50, that players would have to shave if there was goals kicked. But if we kept a clean sheet, then the coaches would have to grow beards. So from inside 50? From a stop, 450 stoppage okay. for the opposition. So what we call is defensive 50 stoppage. Yep. If we could keep a clean sheet, coaches would have to grow their beard. Mm-hmm. If opposition kicked goals, then we have to keep growing ours. So right. since it's happened, we've done four clean sheets in a row. Ooh. So the coaches are growing and yeah. Yeah. But you still Unfortunately, come with, uh, oh, yeah, well, mine just comes. <laughs> I probably shaved last night and it's back this morning. So, but yeah, Bucks isn't great, but there's a you know, he's not doing it obviously for um, his looks because it doesn't look great. I don't think like I, people are telling him that it looks good. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. No. Well, I think it's the opposite. If people tell him it looks bad, he'll continue to grow it, right? You know, just, to, just in spite, yeah, just in spite. He gets a bit like that, doesn't he? Well, I don't know, you're telling the story. <laughs> Gets a bit argy bargy. Coco, can you clear up the? Um, we're going to get to some serious footy stuff in a second. But what's going on with BT? He's been banned from the Collingwood room. So you guys, yeah. you know, I'm not sure if it's an arrogance thing or whatever. I'm, You've just banned the broadcaster from your own room. After we played Adelaide, I invited him back into the rooms the next time we played, and he could come in. But he just sooked it up, did he? Oh, I don't. No, no, I don't know because we. I'm, I've got the official word. Yeah, so yeah. there is no ban. Okay. So he's just sooking. You're telling the story. No, no. Uh, there is no ban. He, um, it, we don't fit his format. <laughs> yeah, well, we're not. Because, yeah, we're well, not spontaneous we, enough. Yeah, we once our we, once we sing the song, mm-hmm. come in and sing the song. We've got twenty minutes to ourselves. So, yep. um, I think most usually looks like most clubs are sort of just lying around in that sort of common area. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of our guys might just go have a shower or um, see family friends. Yep. So probably. It's not high on their priority list to just lob around in the rooms for 20 minutes. And fair, fair to him, it, the the whole segment is about spontaneity. And if we set up stuff, that, that doesn't work. But it's it's definitely on his end and Channel 7's end. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Hey, take us into that 20 minutes after a win when you all sort of um, go in the showers and slap each other's bottoms with towels and all that sort of stuff. What, what is that that magical 20 minutes like, Scotty? Is that is that your favourite part of the week? Um, yeah, I think most guys, once you sing the song, it's sort of like um, it's just relief. You know, you've won the game, all that preparation. You just want sort of 20 minutes to just chill out. So yep. a lot of guys just go see their family, friends, whoever they've invited down to the rooms, touch base with them. Usually you have to do a little bit of media and before you know it, you're into the coaches and having a little bit of a debrief and yeah, off to recovery where you have probably more time to just have a bit of a laugh and a joke and 
there's absolutely zero pressure on. Indulge me for a second in the uh, your sort of prime years, 2009, 10, 11, when you had the likes of Dids, Shorey, Swanee running amok in the showers and doing whatever. There must have been some quite humorous scenes amongst the, oh, those well, couple of seasons. Having Heath Shaw in any side with Alan Didak would be funny. So constantly there was, you know, Ben Johnson, Swanee, there was always gags going. What so did they do? Give, oh, just give us probably one. the best times always over lunch, you know, when you've got an hour off during the day mm-hmm. um, or in the change rooms after training. Those things, just the gags, the um, the shit that would hang on people, the, mm-hmm. the little jokes would, yeah. It's just it's just something yeah. that I think when anyone's played sport, you you can relate to just how funny. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a running lunch gag every single day that if there was sandwiches, you know, everyone would come in. What's for lunch? Sandwiches? Oh, not sandwiches again. <laughs> um, yeah, just just stuff like that. That yeah, you appreciate. And that's why I think when everyone retires from football, they always talk about that. They'll miss that part the most, the camaraderie with all the boys. Now, are you a uh, are you a speedos jocks in the shower man, or are you you a nude in the shower man? Because <laughs> there has been this ongoing debate. AFL yeah. teams used to be just 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 shower nude, but now there seems to be well, a strong speedo our, element. If um, you see our setup out here, we've got the showers mm-hmm. next to the ice bath, and because we've got, what are we? We're um, we're a sporting club. We're not yep. a men's football club. Yeah, so, there's women around. Yeah, we've got a speedos rule. Okay. Um, here, Bill Davran brought that in when he was here. So post games as well. Um, yeah, well, most guys because we play at the G, you just chuck everyone. Just sort of doesn't really even shower. Yeah. You just chuck your kid on straight back here. Mm. We walk. A few of us walk across, which has been actually mm. a lot quicker than driving across. Was that the case when you started playing footy in 2005, or did the boys run free nah, in the shower? No, nah, I reckon. It probably free. start, yeah, probably like 2010, 2011, that all started. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, when you first started, I remember as a young kid walking into the showers of like the South Football Club and the hot showers, it's like no one ever used cold water. Yep. And it would just, yeah, you'd walk in there, steam everywhere and you're running around and <laughs> no. Johnson's swinging everywhere. And, yeah. You're a young, you're you're a young 18-year-old. Yeah, you're, you kicking, you're kicking the footy and it goes into the shower and it comes flying back out. And, yeah. Not sure if it's the soap or the football, well, but when I played uh, South Bar and GFL, there were no jocks, no speedos. Every, yeah. yeah, it would be it would be like you would get wedged within ten seconds if you dared wear speedos and jocks in the shower. What would you do if you walked into the uh, a young lad walking into the Collingwood showers for the first time and there's Big Anthony Rocker just staring <laughs> back at you? Just hide in the corner. So I would. <laughs> the fetal, fetal position. Oh, all right, let's move on. Now, we've been having an argument over the past couple of days, um, Scotty, about how the All-Australian team would look at the moment. Now, we're going to put the full All-Australian team up in a, in a couple of weeks, but we want to talk about some, some left-field All-Australian candidates in season 2018. And um, well, we have been arguing over this because you, you don't like some of my suggestions and um, you probably got oh, 15 Collingwood players in your team. But look, I'm going to start this conversation. Okay? Well, I always struggle with how they left field if they're in the discussion. Well, because, because they've come from the clouds. Football. Yeah, I know. But that, so I think that at the moment, my All Australian team's got 15 changes from last year. So there's a lot of new faces. Okay, you understand yep. that concept? New faces, a bit different. You got that? Left field. So <clears throat> I'm going to start with. Slow it down. Sorry, I do talk fast and I get excited. Harris Andrews, Brisbane fullback. He's unstoppable back there, Scotty. I know a lot of people sort of want to go with the more Melbourne-based things. Now, Alex Rance is is a lock, but I think Harris Andrews in, what is he, third or or fourth year, has been outstanding. At this point, is the All-Australian fullback. Who you got? Um, As a surprise? Yeah. uh, I said I don't know. I don't think they're surprises because the – the, uh, the true football just say people it. with just knowledge, Jay, that look a bit deeper than just the superficial Herald Sun stats. Who you got in that um, So <laughs> I, Josh Caddy for mine. Yeah, okay. As the, like a Ford, um, Ford mid, so mm-hmm. 
Um, Deserve. Yeah. Well, yeah. So he's ahead. Of, you got him ahead of Robbie Gray. Um, well, not ahead, but okay. um, you asked for left field. I did. A lot so of goals. Kicked a lot of he's goals. Yeah, kicked goals. And he, yep. he does accumulate the footy as well. It's pretty damaging. Um, Another good trade there by uh, Yeah, yeah. So um, the and the, him, him and Dusty Martin work so well together. And, um, yeah, he's had a great year. I'm going to up, up the ante. Clayton Oliver. Yeah, People well, underrate this guy just because he handballs so much. But his ability to win the pill and put his nose over the hard ball, Scott, is extraordinary mm. for a guy in his third year. Yeah. You happy with that? No, I'm happy with that. I got him yeah. ahead of Tom Mitchell at this stage. Yeah. Paddy Cripps ahead of Cripps? I've got Cripps in the mix. <laughs> so you've got Oliver and Cripps in the mix? No, no I've got Oliver in, but so I've got Cripps in the in the squad of 40. You're yeah. harsh. Look, uh, look. I'm not harsh. Uh, no, no, you're not I'm just harsh. asking. You're not, you're not harsh. But I would suggest that he is having an outstanding year. He's yeah, a t- he's I'd a he's a top ball winner. He takes on eight blokes every week. I and, don't disagree. But he's probably not Dangerfield, Martin, uh, Dusty who yourself. Do you, who just do you compare him to? I love a comparison. Oliver. Oh, I think Oliver yeah. and Cripps are similar types. You got who, Oliver and Cripps. Are they? Who would you take? Uh, probably Oliver. Yep. Yeah. Who you got at, at the moment? At the moment. Um, what about the wing? Malcolm. Oh, milkshake. Yeah. That's Tell me why. Oh, I think everyone's cottoning on now, but his kicking is elite and he's got penetration. Um, one-on-one is the best in the comp inside 50. Um, and he is. He's a dead eye for goal. So. He kicks goals. And he, but he also sets up goals really well as well. So um, put, puts forward pressure on. I think he does everything a lot across, across a lot of categories as a forward that you want. So, you know, it'd, it'd be different if he was just kicking goals and giving you nothing else, but he does everything. Well, at the start of the year, he's a great story because we were wondering whether Jake Melksham was in Melbourne's best 22. Yeah. And now he's in the best 22 probably in the whole competition. If you were Essendon's recruiting manager, how frustrated wouldn't you be when you look at all Australians who have left the club and played better footy? So Melksham and Hibbard, all, yeah. all Australians. Well, Hibbard wanted to leave. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to get out because of all the stuff that had happened there. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Imagine putting these blokes back in the Essendon team. Mm. So Malcolm Hibbard, Ryder was All-Australian ruck last year. Yeah. Uh, Stewie Cramery probably a bit different. Who am I missing? There's another midfielder. Uh, don't know. You get my point. Yeah. Um, can Essendon be frustrated? Uh, the players would be. Yeah, I think I think other than those the Recruiting manager would be, for sure. Definitely. He'd be furious. Um Okay, so key forwards are really interesting. I think Buddy's a lock, and the, and I would say that Jesse Hogan, who has pushed a lot up the ground, spearhead of a very high scoring Melbourne side. In, I watched. He's in there. He's almost turned into like a bit of a rewalt, but plays inside and forward. Where Rewalt used to play forward wing, mm. Hogan does it inside forward. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so no, I wouldn't be, wouldn't argue with that. Who's your full forward? Um, Franklin. Other than him, um, well, I only want to play with one full forward, so. I'll just have Franklin. Him and Caddy. Huh? And Malksham. He's a strategist. strategist. Why does no one um, ever bring Tom up Phillips. Ben Brown? Tom Phillips. Now, this is interesting. So I would have thought Gaff is the probably the, 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 the better known player. The correct. one people <laughs> most people would think of. This is where our argument started, I think. And then Seedsman's probably the other one because he's had he's, his metres gained was off the charts. Now, you think that's a crap stat. Terrible stat. Why? I think the well, quote was shit stat last yeah. year. You want effective metres gained. Yeah, I've said to you before. You can run fifty, kick at sixty, Turn someone up. marks it, Still and it goes it. back for a goal. Yeah, but oh, I don't. I think the the wing battle for an all Australian side is like there's there's Flipper, which is Tom Phillips here, mm-hmm. Seeds, Gaff, yep. at the moment the three. Th- they'll be the three. Isaac Smith. 
yeah, Isaac Smith. But I think he's been playing a bit more inside as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so sorry. But yeah, you'd lump them four in. So um, And Flip's probably the surprise packet in that. But left field, is he? Um, well, I'd just say the surprise packet, but he's actually rated the highest out of the lot. The so what, what has been the big improvement in his game? Where have you seen Tommy Phillips, you know, emerge? Oh, I think just time in the system. So he looks like the game slowed down for him. I talk about this a bit, but... Why is he so damaging, though? I mean, because he's always oh, been an elite runner. We know well, that. Yeah. Well, you watch him play and you watch how hard he runs. Mm-hmm. He'll be in defence doing a spoil, and the next minute he's kicking it back inside 50. He just doesn't stop running. And, um, yeah, even at training, things like that, you're just blown away with the amount of ground he covers. So he'll often wear his player down by the second half, and then it's just you can't go with him. And he just keeps getting on the end of the footy and... He's used as a good outlet for us, an attacking weapon. Um, his kicking's got more penetration this year, and he's, and he's a lot the stronger. The kicking, the kicking efficiency's probably been the knock. Yeah. So have you seen that? Yeah, he's, he's got stronger in his lower body, so his kicking's got a bit more penetration. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, his penetration probably does lack a little bit, but he's also a very good short kick. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't need that penetration if he's you know, so good at sort of picking the eyes through the defense. What about um, Jeremy Howe? Yeah, Locke should have made it last year. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Lock got robbed a lot last year. Yeah, but it's, it's, yeah, it's tough because it's an, it's it, it is tough for the selectors because it's a opinion based side. Mm-hmm. So there's you, a lot of data that goes. Yeah, into if it. you was going to say, but if you dig yeah. deep, you you'll find out very quickly that he was one of the best halfback flankers, if not the best last year. Your whole defence is working well, isn't it? So when you took Darcy Moore out of that or saw that you're only running with Lyndon Dunn, yeah. veteran fullback who's been an extraordinarily great pickup. Yep. But, you know, with, with Sharaberg and Howe, it's a How more... good Chaz been lately? Yeah. And using the pill like we had, saw in his draft. He's had two games this year, like 24, 26 touches at 100% efficiency. He does take a lot of the lateral ones. Yeah, but, like, that's, this is the thing. It's like, what's the point of if Shaz trying to make something up for yep. a turnover when mm-hmm. if there's nothing on, mm-hmm. you can't just make it up. Mm-hmm. That's where it's always, you know, when you sit there and you watch games of footy and they're like, oh, you've got to be more aggressive with their kicking. It's like, well, you can't just rip it back into the corridor if there's three turnover. Bulldogs guys and one Collingwood player. So yep. he's a great decision maker. So when the kicks are on, he'll hit them. But if they're not, he won't run the risk of taking a 10% chance of hitting a kick just in case it looks really good. Yeah. We are seeing him emerge into that play that we saw in his draft year. Uh, yeah. Really, I mean, that's pretty co- incredible though. Two games at 100 percent efficiency, 24. So he's had 50 touches at 100 percent efficiency. Doesn't miss. And I'm, I'm, I dare say a few of those touches have been contested or winning one on ones. And yeah, you're really confident with him. What about Howie? What, what, where have you seen him uh, really improve? I mean, his, oh, his aerial inner set yeah. work, obviously. Well, I think just organising the back group. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that gets you brownie points in the All-Australian or whatever, but his yep. leadership down there of controlling the back line, moving the pieces. There's that bit of play on the weekend where um, they look like they're out. They kicked it across ground. How he left his man in the Ford 50, spoiled it out of bounds. Nothing happens from that, but yep. we, we save a goal. Yep. Just his selflessness, his ability to make guys like Shaz, um, Sam Murray when he was playing, um, Apple's just feel comfortable and look after them as being first class. He's a hard bastard, Apples. I see him on the field and he just looks like one bloke I'd probably jump out of the way yeah. of. He's from Kahuna. Country boy. Yeah, he, and he, yeah, he is. Very I like his style. Yeah, he's very good. Reminds Put, me of Alan Toovey. Oh, yeah. Yep. Similar. Question without notice, Scotty. Put your recruiting, yep. Collingwood recruiting hat on here for a second. Lee Brown was obviously a great pickup, was important as a third forward. Who in the current squad do you think have been the most influential additions to your squad? We just mentioned Howie, who's yeah. become an elite player in the competition. You're talking about players that have come from another club to us? Yes. So I wonder whether – I'm going to get oh. 
potentially a loaded question. I think yeah. I'm just wondering whether Dunn is in at that equation. Yeah. Because you get him for nothing, a bar of soap. Yeah. And he. Was well, he talking about value for trade? Yes. Yeah. Well, then, like, yeah, it's it's tough because we've got we've brought a lot of players in, but like Dunny to come in and hold up fullback for two years as a thirty year old, it's pretty hard. Not much is expected. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we got him for a bar of soap, and he's been incredible playing there, and. Um, and I think he's getting better. He's got better since he's been here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's confidence in playing within our system. But, yeah, his value for money trade is off the charts. Because I think the knock on him from Melbourne was that he didn't play that well in their system, how they wanted to play. I mean, he's yeah. always been sort of noted as a good one-on-one defender. Yeah. But there was something where it just didn't, just didn't work in that system and Oscar McDonald emerged. So what, how does he play well in your system, do you think? Do you uh, want him just I, to be one-on-one? Or? No, well, I think at the, to- at the right times, he's getting that balance better between when to come off and to support. But yep. um, the game has shifted a little bit more to forward footy. You know, teams looking up, 78 from goal, going, where's my full forward? I'm going to kick it in. So that that is Dunny's great strength. He's been able to nullify his man and, and bring it to ground. So um, yeah, but it's like you got to evolve. And and I feel like maybe leaving Melbourne, Dunny's had a look at himself as well and thought, all right, I'm, you know, I need to get better if I go here or this is how Colin would play. And he's been fantastic. Anyone else? Uh, anyone else jump off the dinner plate at you? As a oh, Adam Trelaw has been pretty handy. Howie's yeah. been pretty handy. Mm-hmm. Um, Hoskin Elliott. Oh. Yeah, Will Good. Hoskin Elliott. Good. Yeah. yeah, I suppose you can analyse each trade and. Yeah, probably every club thinks like they've. I've never heard a recruiter say they lost a trade. Our recruiting stuff very good though. <laughs> hey, um, what about uh, the, the last left field all Australian Shannon Hearn? Love his kicking. Oh, yeah, we, we, I, he's been so good for so long. Yep. But it's just that he doesn't. He doesn't rack up huge numbers. But when when you get the ball and you kick it to your teammate, you don't really need to rack up too many numbers. It's never coming back to you. Um, he's just incredible, and he would be a candidate for all Australian captain too. You'd have to imagine because leave that to me, mate. I pick the all Australian captains well, like did, I did last how year. How did you pick that last year, Rance? Well, like we just started. We, yeah, we you just teed off on me. Well, I said Cochin. I'm not can't remember. You said Coco. Yeah, but I don't, I don't give opinion. Right. Um, <laughs> don't worry about that, mate. What about coach of the year? Um, Should we take Adam Simpson out of it or not? Oh no. Well, I think he would be him yeah. and Brad Scott would be the two because everyone thought. That West Coast and North would be mm-hmm. fighting it out for the wooden spoon. Um, it's been extraordinary. All the experts out there thought that. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think he doesn't miss us, does he, Coco? What they lose? They lost the first game against Sydney by three or four goals. Yep. They haven't lost since. Yep. Uh, and then North have surprised everyone as well. But if you have a look at both sides, there's a common theme with both sides. Is their defence is really, really sound and they can score heavily. How How do you look at North's forward line? Like they got Ben Brown, Jared White. It's a weird duo. Yeah, but, but they've got Kane Turner, Sean Attlee, like extremely quick pressure players. Oh, Simkin. Yeah, the guys that just can scrag and force you into error, and, and then their backs are so set up, so well set up. And the other one that I love there is Zebul. Yep, going forward. as a forward. Yep, just so good one on one, two on one creates contest pressure. We played senior country footy as a centre forward when he was 16. You've seen insane, those big jukes. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. But, I mean, it was only up until a couple of weeks ago, I think he only had one coach's vote. So it, I thought that was unusual. I sort of yeah. had him probably more than that, but it, that, I always find that an interesting um, indicator. And now you've got what makes North's effort even better is, um, is the fact that they've got so much money in their salary cap. So yeah. they're playing well with you know, paying only 95% of their cap and they're going to go so hard at a Josh Kelly or Dylan Shield or something like that at the end of the year. Yeah. So that's super impressive. Tell us about Bucks, uh, Scotty, because he'd be in this 
conversation. I think he's. I think everyone would argue that he and the Collingwood coaching group have coached really well um, this year. Made some changes. Stevenson, Sam Murray. Um, you know, still probably playing more on ball. What have yeah. you seen the, the big What's change? What's the thing I reckon with the um, coach of the year? It should be the coaching panel of the year. Like it's the head coach, but also like their assistants and everything, because it's not. not you know, it's sort of like the All Australian team. You don't. Mm. You know, you reward everyone for 22 spots. You don't go, you're the All-Australian player. It's not a bad idea. So the, the coaching panel of the year. But, um, yeah, I just think, um, you know, bringing in some fresh voices, the assistant coaches with Bucks, gelling really well together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the in, end of season review that they went through last year, um, identifying their own strengths, their weaknesses as a coaching group, what they needed to bring in. And I just feel like the, the mix that we've got as a coaching group is really strong. Um, yeah, sort of. And Bucks leads the charge there and uh, feels like he's delegated slightly a little bit more this year. Yep. Um, but it's probably because, as I said, they're working so well together that, um, you know, he probably feels confident that he can, can do that. And, um, yeah, we're also playing better footy, which is yep. um, which helps. Let's unpick the assistant coaching staff for a sec. Justin Longmuir has been described as the secret weapon and he's a great fellow. I think we might get him on the podcast next week, Justin. Uh, Longmuir, good WA boy. He takes the defensive group and I think yep. Collingwood's defence is certainly rated top four um, for the year. What's, what's, what's great about him? Um, what's his strength? Yeah, he's, oh, he's, he's a strong teacher mm-hmm. of the game and makes it really, really clear what he's talking about. Um, and I think last year as well, we were a really good defensive side. Yep. But we struggled to attack and um, off the of, back of the defense. Off the back of yeah, off the back of defense, but with our ball movement and stuff. So yep. that's where that's where your assistant coaches do a lot of the work. So Brenton Sanderson, um, Buddha Hocking is midfield and stoppage, and Robert Harvey midfield as well. Longy is our backs coach. It, it seems like when you hear that, that Longy just works with our defenders, but he's teaching team defense to everyone. Yep. So he spends as much time with the forwards as he does with the backs. Yep. Our ball use with Sando starts, you know, it starts sometimes from the back half. So who's working with our defenders? So, gotcha. yeah, I think just the synergy amongst the players, the coaches, yep. the <clears throat> the focusing on our strengths and what we do really well is is has been working for us so far. From what you've seen, could Justin Longmuir be a senior coach? Is he one of those guys? Who well, I think come he wants to be. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, I've done my level two course and I interviewed Longy as my oh, subject yep. about his theories and stuff. And it was actually good. We could have sat there for an hour talking about yeah. his theories and what he thinks. And um, yeah, very smart, looks at the game. Um, yeah, in, in a way that, um, yeah, makes a lot of sense when you when you hear him talk about it. What about Buddha? So he's the stoppage... Stoppage, stoppage yeah, coach. Stoppo, does a bit of um, stoppage, does a bit of opposition coaching. And, yep. Um, now he's... Oh, he's so as... funny. He's so funny. He's so... <laughs> Yeah, he's he's added left like, field. Yeah, he's added. Um, what else? He keeps everyone on his toes. Some zaniness, even at training. You know, like whacking blokes and um, <laughs> jumping in stoppage drills and trying to clean blokes up, and yeah, it just adds a bit. And I think what about um, his analysis of stoppages? Like, how, yeah, how, so good. Yeah, yeah, that's just can break in, it. Well, it's um, you know, he's obviously done a fair bit of work with Port Adelaide and guys like Robbie Gray, who's an elite stoppage player, Ollie Wines, and and things like that. So. Um, yeah, it's it's been good to work with Buddha, and it's just yeah. Whenever you get new coaches into your environment, sort of fresh voices, new ideas, different ways to think, different yeah. ways you look at the game, and, mm-hmm. um, and that's and that's why I think the industry that assistant coaches do change a fair bit because it's to keep the players as, as fresh as possible. Is Robert Harvey's it right? He's taken Adam Trelaw under his wing. We've seen Adam really hit his straps this year. Yeah, well, can you I, talk about well, that relationship? Has moved from the back line into the mids. Yep. So um, Trelaw would be doing a fair bit of work with halves and. Uh, yeah, I think the the balance in his in Adz's game at the moment mm. would be the best it's ever been, and yep. his ball use has improved. Um, 
his running, his strength, his pressure, his tackles. And it's like when we're playing better football as a side, I think everyone's strength shine a bit more. But, yeah, the, that relationship seems to be working really well. What about um, San, uh, Brenton Sanderson? So yeah. he's obviously been here. He's been um, Bucks' right-hand man. He's taken over the forwards. Yeah. What do we like about him? Um, yeah, I think with the assistant coaches, the um, the forward coach probably is the like the offense is not what it used to be. You know, it's not like staying yeah. at a stoppage. I want my full forward to stand in the goal square, lead up, and so he's as I said, he does as much work with the midfield and backs about the connection piece mm-hmm. and the finishing of of our work. But um, yeah, and then just his humour, his relationships with players are really strong. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you get around with his shirt off a lot or? Um, no, not often, but no. um, if he ever does, if any of the coaches ever make any mistakes, it's really quickly highlighted <laughs> by the other coaches in the team meeting, So, which is always good to see the banter they have amongst each other. Lastly, what about uh, Matty Boyd? So yep. he's a guy who's highly respected within uh, the industry. I think everyone loves uh, Boydy. Um, is he opposition analysis? No, so he, does, he works with um, the academy boys here, so Tarkin Lockyer, mm-hmm. um, Brad Gotch, Jared Rivers, the VFL. So he's doing a lot of the defensive stuff with all our young guys, so Sam Murray, um, Flynn Appleby, Jack Madgen, guys like that. But then also spends a fair bit of time talking to the senior guys as well because, yep. you know, Boydie was an All-Australian halfback, he's an All-Australian midfielder, yeah. um, played in a flag in 2016, so it's not far removed from the game. And yeah. I can just see a you and him really getting on well. Yeah, we have we have good chats about footy and yep. the way the game should be played. And, um, yeah, you know, last week playing against the Bulldogs, spent a bit of time with Boydie talking about different players and, um, you know Jack McRae trying to analyse what he does, what his strengths are, where you want to put him on the ground, things like that. So he's a bit more quiet on the weekend, Jack McRae. No, he's still at thirty. Yeah. Sort of thought he's uh, um, he had dropped a little Just bit. Nullified. Yeah, no. Will you want him for a little bit or shut him out? <laughs> he's on for a little bit, but he's still at thirty. Oh, you're good. Um, serious, serious question here, Scotty. We talked a lot about Shoot. last year and, and the year before about um, Nathan Buckley and the in the, the crossroad the club was at. Um, and the big decision it, it made. Can you reflect on that now and talk about how imp- how important um, that was and, and what you think of the decision now? Um, oh, I've always been an advocate of re-signing him and I think we should have done it, you know, earlier last year because, um, you know, you would, that team's you, form, oh, yeah. well, you would have walked past the football club. Every day there was a camera here yep. waiting. Whether we, whether we won or lost, there was cameras here. There was people getting yep. hounded. It was the subject of the football club, regardless of how yep. well or poorly we were playing. There's a lot um, of anxiousness, tension. Yeah, and you could see that. But then the difference this year is there's just – it feels like we're back to being a football club that not everyone's talking about us every single day. It's not the – It feels like a different footy club yeah. when I'm here, to yeah. be honest. Well, it just – there was – it's not like, you don't want to say like people walking around on eggshells, but it was just like no one knew what was going to happen, and that's well, pretty unsettling for a playing group. And but that was the case; yeah. I could feel that. And it wasn't Bucks; it was all the coaches as well. Of course, and, um, yeah. And then we went through, you know, getting someone in like Pete Murphy and Walshy, who's really steadied the ship for us, and mm. said, "Right, this is what we're going to do. This is the process. This is the plan, and we'll see it through." And I think that just helped the the football club immensely. So tell us about the performance and the harmonious. Uh, how harmonious the environment is now. Um, Give us. Oh, it's always better when you're winning. Yeah, I think that fixes a lot of problems. But, but I think the way we're playing, that that. the way we're playing, I think is the um, the thing that we're en- we're enjoying the most. Yep. Um, you can see the way that we're playing. There's excitement. There's run and dare. There's creativity. Um, you know, but there's still that element. I think that makes Collingwood Collingwood with that high pressure side yep. tackle, chase, rash, turn the game into. 
um, you know, a real arm wrestle, but we've added flair and, um, you know, Pace, guys like, yeah, guys speed. like, oh, Jaden Stevenson on the weekend, one of his runs is just insane. How people yeah. think they can catch him is just, it's so funny just sitting on the bench because I know how quick he is and he just, <laughs> he takes off with the ball and he just sort of, if I'm three metres, he'll stay three metres in front until you get closer and then he'll just go faster. Yeah, another gear. So, um, yeah, I think, yeah, we're in a good space, but. Um, we've just got to keep coming back to, to how we want to play football because I think a lot of players' strengths are shining within our team. Are you glad? How glad are you that they made the decision to keep the Bucks, knowing where you are now? I don't know how much you want to win a flag before yeah. you finish footy. Yeah. How glad are you? Well, I think it's, um, I'm not sure, maybe it was Clarkson. It was like the biggest quick fix in football was stability. Yeah. And that really hit home with me because, you know, if you, who knows what would have happened if a different coach come in here, decided the list isn't good enough or. It is good and we're in a window or not in a window and then the recruiters Rebuild. get – Yeah, it's like – well, it makes every player have to make a decision on your list. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was, I was incredibly confident that we had the right man. Um, yeah. We just needed time as a side, get a better run with injuries and, um, yeah, and I'm, yeah, I'm not saying I'm validated for yeah. that confidence, but you, I'm, you I'm very happy. Were you, were you ever – did you ever I get to every player last was year? Did you get worried? Every player was worried every week. Just yeah. – you didn't know. I wouldn't have – I wouldn't have been shocked either way if it, round three you was re-signed, round three you had to got the arse. Yeah. Just because you just didn't know. And you didn't know. There yeah. was just so much pressure on this football club. Mm-hmm. And, you know, credit to how he hounded himself yep. last year. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah. Um, you always. do wonder how he's able to keep his, oh. his shit together at, yeah. at times. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing to see. But, um, yeah, but then, you know, you have a look at all the great organisations in the world, in world sport, everything. Mm-hmm. The one thing that's true there is stability. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, and, then, and then it's not always smooth sailing. It doesn't always – life, business, sport, whatever. It doesn't always start 18th. The next year you go 16th, 13th, 8th, 4th flag. Yep. It doesn't work like that. Yep. Yeah. So you've got to go through the bumpy rides and then you, then you come through. If, if he had grown his beard last year, do you reckon people would have just thought he lost the plot? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not bad, Coco. So from that perspective, from a club point of view – is that why you're confident Darcy and Geordie have good clubs to yeah, stay Yeah, I think at? we've got the right environment for those guys to flourish. Yeah. Um, and and I mean, that's all you can do, yeah, right? and that's all you can provide. And in this market, you know that things happen. There might be crazy offers for Geordie, for Jamie, for McGovern, for Lynch, all that sort of stuff. And that comes back to the player and mm-hmm. what they want to do. And you're never going to yep. begrudge a player for leaving your football club for taking an extra three, four $400,000. But I think we've got the right environment here for players to flourish, so... Yeah, um, yeah, and we've shown we've shown this year too that we can win games of football based on how our team plays together. Yep, it's not so much about the names of who's playing; it's about how we play together. It's a big tick. Do you reckon the um, commentary on Geordie simmered down a little bit this week? Did he <laughs> did he not kick six goals? Coco, what you've got to understand with this is right. Is this is the thing? <clears throat> Collingwood may pay him five hundred or six hundred. That's probably where his value is, right? And and I would say he's probably worth that much. Or that's what Collingwood should pay him. But that doesn't mean that a club like St Kilda don't have to pay overs to get... Oh, every, any club that wants to get any player yeah. has to pay overs. So and that's no, where you're saying that's... No one's saying yeah. he's worth 800, Jordy yeah, yeah. is worth 800 to Collingwood yeah. because he's probably not. But if you're going to get... If you have to give him an I offer... Think too, do you reckon too many players outside of like, say, you know, best 22 players that have left mm-hmm. have ever left for the same amount of money? Very few. Yeah. It's always for more. You have to. Or an opportunity. Yeah, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Best, best, Say best 10 players in your yeah. club. Yeah. yeah, or family. It, yeah, family flags. Yeah, but if you know you're just going at twenty, say these guys' age, 
another club said, oh, we'll pay you exactly what Collingwood's going to pay. There's no way they're leaving. No incentive to leave, yeah. yeah. But for a club like St Kilda, who doesn't have the star power, that top line talent, they do have to pay 200 or 300 more yeah. to get him. That's why Melbourne paid Lever 750 because he couldn't. He was only going to get, yeah. say, 550 at Melbourne. He, Okay, Coco. If someone, if the Carlton Football Club was going to offer you an extra eighty grand a year, mate, are you going to take it? I I'd reckon you be, probably would. I'd be Coco a smoke be cloud. I'd be going <laughs> yeah. that quick. That's why I think that's. I've always said that's why I'm an advocate for agency because it gets everyone talking about footy players. You got to analyse lists pretty cleverly. Look at what sides need. Um, yes, I enjoy the debate around it. I can't wait for mid-season um, trading to come Trade in. Trade period. Next year. Oh, I think it's going to come in, isn't it? That's the mail. So the only yeah. the only reason you'd go to St Kilda is for money. Out of those big, no, but you look. You got to yeah, look. Yeah, you look deeper though. Well, you'd, you'd want to be happy with yeah, the club. Yeah, you look deeper and think. Speaking you know, of shakeups, yeah. But you see, if you looked at St Kilda, you might be like, they missed finals last year. Maybe they've just had a bit of a down start to the year this year. Maybe they can bounce back quick, and that's that. Mm. That's the analysis you have to probably go through, which yep. would be tough for for guys to do. Do you know what's an interesting comparison at the moment? Jack Billings versus Jordan Ngoi, who's a better player? Now, you probably can't answer that, Scott, because you're a team of Jordan. You have to say Jordan, but I think that is a real line ball call at the moment. Last year, you would have said Billings is way ahead. Oh, boy, hasn't the gap closed this year? Uh, I thought it was about that one. Who would I think? Who would I, I think? Enjoy, would I think? The, enjoy that debate by yourself, mate. Yeah. Who would I? Who's talking that? Surely Geordie. I reckon. I'm just oh, putting it out there. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I haven't watched enough of Jack to know. Cast your vote. Clarky Herald Sun on Twitter. <laughs> who would you, who is a better player, Geordie Degoe or Jack Billings? Would be very interested. We'll Maybe put a we'll poll get up. We'll get it. Yeah, send all your abuse towards. Yeah. Uh, like what, anything in football, it always changes, doesn't it? Scotty, you always. look um, like you've been sleeping better. You sort haven't of got, been, mate. You haven't you haven't got those dark rings un, uh, under the eyes. Jack's um, is getting them sorted. Alex is up a bit quicker as well. <laughs> so when when your son Jacks, we're going to finish on this. Yeah. When your son Jacks wakes up in the middle of the night, as yep. one year olds. Traditionally do Yep Yep um, Four who, in the morning Yeah four in the morning Who, who gets up and sort of sorts him out like, Do you ever get up No Not at all No well um, Alex has been awesome with that sort of stuff So you, you, um, She's oh, well, he's usually She's wife crying. of the year mate He's usually crying for a feed She's and wife of the year As much as, much as bench, you've got a good As much bench press as I do mate I can't seem to develop oh. my um, chest too much So There's uh, not even a fake pause in between not. Oh it's Alex But I do some stuff She is oh. Oh, she's an amazing you. woman, your wife, Scott. Very lucky. Um, just you, you're obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> All right, mate. Um, Cock, everything good in your world before we finish off? Uh, yeah, t- ticking away. Ticking away. I don't like Eddie Had. We'll, we'll can that. Why? Hey, we did well at Eddie Had this year. We yeah. played poorly usually at Eddie Had. So to get two and get away from there is a great result. I'd rather an away trip. It's like I'd an away game to go for to us. Adelaide or That's something. That's an away than, game for us. Go to Eddie, Eddie Had. We, was Eddie a bit unhappy about? I'd say quarter time I was worried for you on Friday night. They, they, that show you concern. <laughs> Did you? That a shot of Eddie up in the stand. Did look too Eddie. Yeah, well, he has yeah. to go all the way there. He said never again. You had, and I tried got one more there for the year, Brisbane. Lastly, you had an amusing moment with. I always try and like pick out your amusing moments on the field to find out, um, you know, who you, who you're blowing with or what the funny joke is on the field or something like that. You had an amusing moment at, I reckon, early in the second quarter with one of your teammates. You handballed it to someone who kicked the goal, and I can't remember. Then you just started laughing with each other. Langers. What, what was that? Was it Langers? Was it Langers? What was that about? Oh, because the week before against St Kilda, I kicked one, yep. and after I kicked it, he came up to me and said, "I was there for a feedback." What does that mean? Like feedback handball to him and he oh, would have right. had a shot. Yep. So when I gave him one on the weekend, it was quick to just remind him. <laughs> I hey, think, mate. I think Mason Cox. He, and he celebrated pretty hard, Lang. He's just pretty <laughs> happy with it. So yeah, it was point. quite funny. Yeah. Uh, I think Mason Cox is at a point where he's going to stop the feedback because he, he's given one to Dunny. He 
didn't get it. Yeah. One to Langers didn't get it. One to Howie didn't get it. Surely he's all. Yeah, he's just had enough. have a shot. Just have a shot. Well, that's enough fun for uh, Tuesday afternoon. Of course, thanks so much, everyone, for listening and putting up with our uh, podcast tomfoolery. Podcasting shenanigans. Um, hey, we'll catch you next Tuesday. Clarky Herald Sun, I want to see this on the website. Jo- <laughs> Jordan DeGoy versus Jack uh, <laughs> Billings. Did Cogo. you finish that ham cheese sandwich? No, I got half There was one go. question there where you were holding back a burp asking about bucks, and <laughs> I didn't think you were going to get through it. That's true. Um, hey, let's get Justin Longmuir on next week. I'm sure he would have made it this far. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on the Jock and Jonah Thank Show. Thank you.